0: Welcome to sober.coffee, a weekly coffee chat sharing experience, strength and hope for anyone on the sober road to recovery. You can download sober.coffee weekly on all podcast platforms and check us out on Instagram at sober.coffeepodcast and on Twitter at sobercoffeepod. To learn more about us and to help support these sessions, visit online at sober.coffee. Here are your hosts, two guys on their own path to recovery, Mike and Glenn. Let's join them at the
1: coffee
2: shop. Glenn, what's going on, brother? Good morning. Good to be back. Good in the morning. Coffee good afternoon. Shop.
1: Good night. I know I love being a coffee Wait, shop. Good morning. Good
2: it. afternoon. Good night. I know. It's like just a general greeting. Uh, okay. Well, no matter when you're listening to the podcast, it's right, one of those as three I have things, coffee, right? Just just bring on the coffee. That's right. So how you doing today, man? Doing fantastic. Yeah. I've uh you energized, ready for a good yeah. half hour.
1: Absolutely, I'm ready for a marathon.
2: <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, man,
1: that was too easy. That? Somebody huh? put the
2: somebody put the ball on that. Somebody the, teed it up for me. Tea. I yeah, know, that I know.
1: was nice. Yeah, so let's just jump right into it. We normally do housekeeping and stuff and just talk about how funny Mike is, but <laughs> let's just jump right into it. So as you know, as a lot of people know, we're out there on social media, this whole social media thing. Um, and we have Instagram. We got some Twitter going on. We've got whatever, right? Right. I think you have a TikTok out there somewhere we got <laughs> that an we're email. not going to talk we got, about. we got an email list. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. We have right? an email list going. We got a website that's uh, being built out. With great resources. Great, great, great writings and blogs. I mean, each one ties to the show and, and just fantastic. So we got a lot of stuff going on. Anyhow, we've connected with how I would describe them as a sober stud. <laughs> um, that's my language not 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 his marketing line but um, there's a guy Luke out there and it's marathon to sobriety and we connected a couple months ago so just to, to let everybody know we have a table for three today yeah if, we do if, if you haven't figured that out so what we but got now.
2: what we got here is a sober stud yep a badass and yep. I'll explain that later and then what what's your tag for today what are you a superpower super superman no
1: I, I no i think superpower is great i think sobriety is a superpower i think connecting with other you know superpowers and studs and sobriety people that just get it people that are surging forward and have purpose of sobriety i love doing that because i get charged up and i know sure. our listeners get charged up today by uh, by connecting with uh, luke here
2: yeah sounds good so so i uh just to cue it up one more time, I introduced myself as a badass, so I went to the, uh, I went to the website and I signed up for the newsletter, and, and the first newsletter I got says it was a reminder to me that I'm a badass. Remember, you are a sober badass. And uh, so when, when Luke jumped on this morning, I'm like, hey, I'm a badass, and he just kind of smirked. Welcome, Luke. I'm so glad to have you in a coffee shop with the badass. <laughs>
3: I love it. I love it. <clears throat> Thank you so much for having me, guys. I really appreciate it. And you are absolutely a sober badass. <laughs> no que- no question. Thank you, out, man. That's no great. question about it. Both of you guys. Both of you guys. So l- listen. Thanks so much for having me this morning. Very complimentary, by the way. Thank you for all the. Sober stud. I mean that that, uh, that put a smile on my face. so thanks for saying that. <laughs>
1: yeah, totally, but but I will be fully transparent here. i'm I'm a little intimidated with Luke coming on because yes because I think Luke follows two paths. I think there's a sober path, which I feel very comfortable. I'll sit in a room with anybody on sobriety and, and, and cause I, I just get, but, but then his second path is like fitness and running. Right. And I'm so intimidated. I'm trying to find that path and I'm, I'm working hard at it and I'm so intimidated and, 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 but I'm going to learn. Right. I'm going to listen and learn today.
2: Well, and here, here's, that, well, here's what I'm going to say. It's not like you're on the sideline. It's cause I know you, it's not like you're on the sideline, not, not gearing up and lacing up. You're, you're pacing yourself. You're, you're on the, you're oh, on the, I'm you're on the that sounds
1: you're on so the, good. You're on the track. I'm like one of those horses at Churchill Downs that they buck and they're trying to, you know, get in the, into the starting gate and, and they're rearing back and their hooves are going up. And you, you that, know what you that's need? where I'm at right okay, now.
2: I'm going to, we're going to shut up Sorry, for a second Luke. because you know what you need? You need a marathoner and alcohol-free life coach. Go ahead, Luke. Go. Fix this guy, <laughs> would you? I think I if you client. can fix him in a half hour, <laughs> I'll, I'll pay you your fee. That's <laughs> awesome.
3: So, listen, I totally understand what you're saying by the, the, the marathoning or the running can be very intimidating. Absolutely. I was also very intimidated by it, too. Um, but I'll say that the two go, go hand in hand for me. Like, I wouldn't be, I don't think I would be as secure in my sobriety without my, my fitness and my running. They go hand in hand for me. For me, they're the same thing. My running and my sobriety, they are the same thing because I'll tell you why. Both of them are extremely difficult. They're hard, right? Running a marathon is not easy. Being sober is not easy. They both require every, like there's no shortcuts. There's Mm -hmm. no shortcuts in sobriety, no shortcuts in running. You need to put the work in. And what does that mean? You show up, you know, every day uh, I'm working on my sobriety. It's top of mind. I'm very intentional, right? I'm working on it. Same thing with my running. Like, I'm running a lot, but it's like, you can't miss a workout to do two the next day. That's not how it works. <laughs> so it's uh, so Love they go it. they go hand in hand, and that's a big part of like why I'm so excited about the running and, and like I'm doing some running coaching too, is that I'm meeting so many people who are also intimidated by running, and it's a scary thing, right? Like you're like, it doesn't have to be marathons and all these things, but there is something about the connection between the mind and body that fitness brings that really, um, that really helps, really helps kind of ease a lot of uh, anxiety and, and just put the mindset in the right place. So I'm a huge advocate of that. And I really want to help people, you know, find, uh, you know, find things that work for them. Right. Like I was never a runner before I got sober. I really? found wow. Yeah, I, I found my running in sobriety. I, I hated running. In fact, I absolutely despised it. Mm. You know, Literally, I was always fit. I was always fit. I, I you know, I went to the gym a lot when I you know, in my in my uh, past life, in my drinking days. Mm. You know, I, I worked out a lot, even even when I was drinking and struggling. I I went to the gym, you know, four or five days a week for I don't know fifteen years. So I was always in like good shape. But my uh, but I can't compare the shape I'm in now to before. and by that I mean probably I look less attractive now physically than I did before because I'm, I'm I'm looking like a runner, you know, a little right. scra- like getting scrawny and stuff like that. but but before I was you know, in the weights a lot, so I was a bit more defined but um, but my mental clarity, I can't you can't compare the two. Right. cannot compare the two between. How I was before and how I am now with my sobriety and my running.
2: Yeah, I love, I love the connection. Uh, I, I absolutely love the no shortcuts thing, uh, keeping it top of mind. I love the fact that you can't. Run twice. I, you know, my program would have me running seven laps on Sundays. I know and, that's uh, a that mental stuff where, yeah, where we right. justify right. or we try to figure everything out right. instead of just sticking with the plan. Right. So, so let's back up the clock a bit. What? Uh, tell me a little bit about your just your sobriety moment. I, you know, you don't need to go into a drunk log. I, I'm not looking for the whole history, but <laughs> just tell me what the train. I'd love to know what the transition was that Luke woke up or in the middle of the day said. I'm, I, I've, I've, there's gotta be a better way. Can you just yeah. give me, give me a descriptor that just so we have a baseline? Yeah,
3: absolutely. So just to kind of summarize it was I was a social drinker. I struggled a lot in social situations. You know, the term AUD, alcohol use disorder, right. I really relate to that.
2: Yeah. I, see I never that craved in
3: alcohol. Right. I never drank on my own. I was very much a high functioning um, person who, who just struggled with, uh, you know, um in social situations. I had a lot of social anxiety. I felt awkward in, in, in you know, situations. So I drank a lot and I just had a hard time stopping. Um, that was my problem. So I knew I knew I had a problem because, you know, I would just would black out a lot at parties mm. and just that kind, that was my that was my kind of trend and trajectory. It wasn't right. it wasn't good. And then when I got introduced to, to drugs, um, in my, uh, so right now I'm, I'm 38 years old, uh, you know, living in Toronto, uh, Canada. Um, I, I got introduced to, um, to drugs, uh, probably around 30, oh, so about wow, eight years late. ago. Yeah. Right. Right. Pretty late. Right. Yeah. And when I got introduced to that, that really accelerated things for me, things got bad pretty quick. And then I, I knew that this wasn't sustainable, like the, this, you know, 48 hour parties and sure. stuff like that. It just wasn't sustainable. So I knew I had a bit of a problem. So I, I was doing therapy. So I was doing therapy to moderate my drinking because mm-hmm. I felt like if I could moderate my drinking, I wouldn't be using the drugs Right. because for me they went hand in hand. Yeah, I wouldn't absolutely. just go for the drugs on, right. on its own. So I I did that for for years. Like I really tried to moderate. And um it you know, it would work sometimes and it, it wouldn't work most other times. So, you know, this this went on for a while disappointing myself a lot, you know, Mm -hmm. disappointing those, you know, how it works, right? Those around you probably even more. Um, And then just, it was something about this one morning I woke up just really feeling bad. And I was like, I got to do something different. So I went online that morning when I woke up and I, um, and I Googled, you know, another therapist in Toronto, right? And uh, lucky enough, I found somebody who was available within a couple hours of reaching out. And this was um, in 2016, uh, around just after Christmas. So it was like the 27th or something like that. So I uh, I went to see him. We talked. And um, within, I don't know, 20 minutes of, of talking, he looked at me straight in the eyes like no one has talked to me before. And he said, Luke, you can never be drinking again. Mm. And I was just like, holy shit. Like, right, first Never? Yeah, I was like, first of all, you're crazy. Um, you know, I'm half Italian, half French Canadian, and oh, that's that's uh, a that's our, you're, that's our you're, culture. There it's was
2: like, yeah, there, there was whiskey was, in your baby bottle. Mm.
3: <laughs> no, it's like my no no. My, my my Italian grandfather, sure. he made wine at home.
2: Oh sure, and
3: uh, right, and uh, like we grew up with that. Like we were drinking that when we were younger with ginger with his ginger ale, like very sure. very you know. with sure. So we were like alcohol was just like a part of who we are. It's like mm-hmm. that's that's just our cultures, right? So this whole concept of like not drinking again, I was like, I debated him in the moment. I was like, are you crazy? Like, no way. But then when the conversation ended and I went to my car to go home, I just started crying. I couldn't stop crying. I just couldn't stop. And I just knew that that he, he there was something there. So that's when that kind of moment went where I was open-minded. I just like, okay, Luke, like you screwed up enough times and i think i was just frankly ready to try something different and that's that's when it all started and i got so and and so that was around um right december 27 we had that meeting uh and then december 31st was my last drink and i haven't touched i haven't touched a drop since uh since then so it's just been you know just over six years. You know
2: what's amazing? How many people wanted that. to stop wanted that anniversary date? I mean, half the population aspires to have that anniversary date because they made the promise on December thirty first. Every year, tomorrow I'm not drinking. You actually are that guy that did
3: it. It just kinda of worked out like yeah, that. Yeah, no, like, I know, but it's amazing. It just out
2: like that. Yeah. So Yeah, good stuff, man. I uh I, I love the never thing. And uh, but 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 I want to bake on the open minded thing, because I think that's where we segue back into uh, fitness and how fitness and it goes hand in hand. Right. So I have a bit of closed mind. Right. I I think sobriety is sobriety. I've got a compartmentalized. What I heard you say in your introduction is there's so much similarity. There's so much to it look, I know I need to be healthier. I'm getting up there in age. I know I need to be taking care of myself. Um, I loved running. I was a cross-country runner in high school. And then I, unlike you, I was introduced to drugs and alcohol early on in, in high school. And so I quit the team because they didn't run to the drug dealer. Um, and <laughs> so, but but I loved, this, I loved the, the feeling of running. I loved the health aspects. But that was 50 years ago, right? It's 40 years ago. So- I'm I need to be open minded to understanding the correlation between mind and body. And I think that's what I love about your story is you take that element with with the marathoning and and again for me I'd aspire to do a five K, right? But I need to get open minded. I'll shut up. But that's where I kind of parked on. I need to be open minded that, you know, I, I need to I need to take a little baby step. And you know, maybe a marathon's in my future. Maybe it's not, but boy, a two k, you know, would be a huge accomplishment for me, right? But I need to be open-minded, and I really love that you said that.
3: Yeah, it's like, you know, like I mentioned at the beginning, right? I found running in my sobriety. I, I, you know, like I said, I I wasn't, I was never a runner, never on the track team. Like growing up, I hated, I hated running, but I found running about two just over two years of my sobriety and that was like a huge turning point in my sobriety because up until that point I was just uh, I, to be honest with you a big part of myself was still feeling sorry for myself that I was sober like that was a big thing that I had I, like I was yeah. I was not proud yeah. Of yeah. I was sober Wow I felt I felt like I was weak because I was sober like Luke you can't handle your booze yeah right so you, you should be ashamed of that especially as a man. Like, that's not cool, right? Right. So, like, so I, I felt like a big, a big part of me was very very ashamed of my sobriety. But when I found running, it just, it gave me, like, purpose. It, it gave me this, uh-huh. it gave me routine, of course. But mm-hmm. it gave me this things like, okay, Luke, you're not drinking. But, like, what are you doing? Like, okay, you got this, you're waking up earlier, but what are you doing? So it's like, it, it's like almost like a thing in my head. It's like, I can't, um... Maybe I can't, you know, I don't want to stay late or I don't want to do these things because I have a long run in the morning. Like I have a run in the morning and I have goals and I love chasing goals. I love setting hard goals. And it doesn't like I, I can probably hear myself talking. Okay, you sound like a hardcore runner. Like, no, this, like you said, you know, you mentioned you, you want to get into running a 2K. That's, that's absolutely fantastic. I think that's such a cool thing. such a cool goal to do doesn't have to be these extreme things. Right. It's just about like you said, being open minded, trying something different and seeing if you like it, because right. it may not be running it doesn't have to be running. For right. me, it's running, right. But for you, it could be something else. Or it could be a component of running. It right. could be running once a week. Right. And, and, and that gives you that that sure. that aura of the you know, the the mind body thing it doesn't have to be uh, all these things. Um, so I love when I hear people, you know, putting their shoes on or doing something different uh, that they because look, this sobriety thing is more about self-discovery than anything else, Absolutely. right? You remove something that we've been so connected to, and and you know, doing without without even any thought, right? It's just like drink, celebrate, drink, bad day, drink, like yeah, right. automatic Tuesday you, drink. That thing, it's like, who who am I? Like really, who am I? What do I like to do? Mm. What I what am I actually passionate about? And. It's in that process that you really I find find yourself, and uh, once you once you once you put that work in and you find yourself what you like and you try you try a bunch of different things, it's like that's when things really really change in sobriety. That's it, awesome. It, you yeah, really so change.
1: I, let, let me just jump in with a couple things. I I I'm making so many notes and it's on you anyway, I, Luke. I love having you on. Um, Send me the invoice. Um,
2: but, but, <laughs> no,
1: no, but it's it's funny about the self-discovery. Um, you know, it's it's no secret that I go to a um, therapist. You know, I call him my coach. And, and I've seen him, same guy, I don't know, 10 or 12 years or 14 years or whatever. And I go to him periodically in and out. But, but I'm going to him now every other week not because I have – negative issues in my life. I I'm actually going because things are going okay. And I want things to continue to be okay. And as things go okay, I'm learning things about myself. I'm I'm feeling, you know, blah blah, right? So it's an outlet, right? But the self-discovery were actually the last two sessions that we've had are about Glenn's identity. Because there's things I do today and situations I go through I don't recognize the Glenn today, right? I have 50 years of, of programming of Glenn and, and I go through situations I went through 20 years ago and I'm a different person going through those situations today and I have different tools and I really, like, I don't recognize mm-hmm. myself today. But, but, you know, a couple of things. You know, when when you think of running, first of all, I have a life-threatening allergy to exercise and, <laughs> and to running. That goes it's back to medical, high school. It's a medical it's, disorder. Yeah, I have a note from my doctor. Yeah. Um, in high school, when we used to have to run the mile, I mean, I thought that was the most painful day of the year. Mm. You know, I, I just it's I don't know. Maybe it's all head trash. I don't know, but I've, I've listened to this dude. Um, maybe you guys have heard of him, but uh, David Goggins, right? And Love and, him. and and he's a runner, right? So. Part of my morning meditation, I start out with all my AA and my spiritual and all that stuff for about a half hour, and then I turn Goggins on, right? And, and and his message is, you know, either path is not easy. Either path is hard. Pick your heart, right? And, and sitting on the couch in the moment is easy, but the rest of the day is hard because I sat on the couch and I ate four donuts. Mm-hmm. That 20 minutes or that 30 minutes felt great. But the rest of the 23 Affected and a half you. hours, right, sure. it's miserable, hard because right. I did that. Right. Or you pick your hardware. Hey, for 45 minutes or 60 minutes, it's hard, right? Maybe physically hard, maybe mentally hard, right? For me, mostly mental. Once I get on the path, hey, it's easier, right? But But then the other 23 hours a day, I benefit and get value of because I invested that hour it's just hard for me to get back into it so so I love how you say I, I also love how you say there's no shortcuts right Glenn always looked for a pill Glenn wanted a pill tomorrow will be different because I took this pill or I was waiting for the lightning bolt that never came you know and there's no shortcuts and I've learned that in my sobriety just keep doing the next right thing despite how I feel and the feelings eventually catch up, right? Um, you know, and, and then I love what you say, Luke. I'll, I'll underline it. You said it a couple times. I'll underline it one more time. That fitness connects the mind and body, right? Right. And and I think that's really important. So so I, I have to for, for sake of time. I have to ask, what does it look like? And, and I'm not just doing it for for the show. I'm I'm doing it because I'm personally interested. What does it look like to engage you as a coach? How effective is it virtually and um, how do people, and I mean, I I know how to find you, but how do people find you?
3: Uh, Glenn, uh, this is the first time we're talking and I already feel like um, we connect on a lot of levels. Everything you said resonates so much with the identity thing, absolutely. Because really, I, I wanna actually double click on that for one quick second. I haven't talked about this with you, but I've talked about this with, you know, a lot of other people when I'm doing these kinds of things is I um, was in the sober closet for five years. So by that, I mean, when I hit my, up until I hit my five-year anniversary, I never talked about my sobriety. I was, I was embarrassed, I was ashamed. Even though I found running halfway through there, I still never talked about my sobriety. I dodged the question. Colleagues, extended family members never knew I was sober because I never talked about it, I was ashamed. Once I hit five years, I was like, Luke, that's, pretty, that's a pretty cool thing. Be proud of yourself for a second. So what happened in that moment, something about the number five, I shifted my identity, like what you said. I started identifying and being proud of this new person that I'd become. And it wasn't until I made that change in my mind that like f- from five years to now, I've never been in a better place. But in those five years, I struggled. I wasn't a happy, sober guy. I was sober, not recovered at all, at all. Even though I found running, it's, it's that identity thing. So that's a huge, huge part of this, Glenn. I'm so glad you talked about this. You don't need to be five years sober to do an identity change and to find yourself and to be proud of who you are. You can do that on day one. You can do that. You can do that early. Don't do like me. Don't, do, don't suffer in silence for five years, um, just because you're not using doesn't make you didn't make me a better person it didn't like yeah my lows weren't as bad because i wasn't using and drinking but i wasn't i what i didn't have any growth i, I, I was the same I, I actually was more stubborn i was more I was, I was like a wet blanket to be honest with you like i really was so i wanted to make that point okay i got i got really excited there um, <laughs> i love it uh well, well how to how to find me and yeah like right so you're asking Glenn. yes so how, how look, do we find I, yeah. it and, and
1: what does the engagement look like
3: yeah. So look, I, I'll say I've been I've been working um, for 13 years um, in a completely different industry, right? I worked in in uh, technology sales for a large global company. Um, I was laid off. I was blindsided. Laid off in September. Blindsided. You know, performance was always really good, um, and um, and I got blindsided. September of uh, 22. Uh, September of 22. Yep. Exactly, been there thirteen years, same company, you know, in in leadership positions, really excelling. You know, it it was a hard pill to swallow, and I and and I've I've accepted the fact that it wasn't because of my performance or anything like that. It's like, like it's a business decision; they got rid of a bunch of people, the market. So, like, I'm over that. So, what happened was in the and while that was happening, I was starting to find my voice in this recovery space. Right, I was sharing a lot. You know, I created this Instagram account. Uh, uh, January 2022 so I had you know been about nine months or so and I was sharing a lot of my story and all these things and connecting with a lot of amazing people and really finding a passion here so since then I've gotten my recovery coaching uh, you know license certification and now I'm just really giving this a shot like I'm, I'm you know I'm giving this a shot so I'm coaching uh, clients Did a bunch of group, uh, I did a bunch of um, sessions for men, I was doing like weekly support groups for men, because I find that it is a unique thing eh, with, with men and ego, because I, I, I know because I, I suffered with that. So I really wanted to focus on the men. So I was doing like free support groups just to kind of get my feet wet. Do I like this? Am I connecting? So I did that for about five, six months. And after that, I was like, "Hey, this is—I'm uh, really enjoying this. So let, let's try something." It was around January. I was like, "Okay, dry January is a pretty big thing. Let's <laughs> do some group. Let's do some group." So I opened it up, male and female. Did some group, uh, some group for a month, and I really enjoyed that. And I made a lot of great connections. I, I learned a lot about myself. I pushed myself more in, in different ways, and I felt like I was—I was helping some people. So, so now I'm feeling—I'm feeling a bit of a calling here to to push myself outside my comfort zone because I've taken a safe route my entire life working for big companies, right? It's safe. Now it's like I'm venturing kind of on my own. I don't know if I'm gonna fail or if I'm gonna succeed. And my, my palms are sweaty, um, but I know because my palms are sweaty that I'm on the right path. Like I'm really pushing myself. So to kind of answer your question, <laughs> I am doing, right now I'm focusing on one-on-one. So I'm focusing on one-on-one coaching. It's all virtually. And I'll tell you something, I'm sure you can kind of hear a little bit of my, my, my tone is I'm huge, huge, huge on mindset, mindset, recovery, and also, you know, fitness and running, right? Like it doesn't have to be running, but that, that connection that we talked about. So how I'm working with my clients is I want to bring my clients. Cause I'm finding that I'm attracting the work hard, play hard mentality. OK, 95 percent of the people that are reaching out to me, either setting up calls or they want to get to know me a little bit better, they they're high functioning. They, they have the job. They have the family. They have so many amazing things in their lives. But they have this one thing called alcohol that's maybe holding them back a little bit. Right. And they know that. Right. But but they're, but they're also saying to themselves, hey, I'm making a boatload of money. I, you know, from the I, I'm in good shape. I got a, you know, a, 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 I'm still married. I haven't, I haven't lost much, but I know something's holding me back. And those are the people I'm attracting, and that's the. It makes me very excited because I want to bring people from from here to like their greater purpose and really, really achieving the, 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 their best self. That's what I'm after.
2: That's awesome. And I know man. it's a
3: bit, it's a bit different, a bit unique, but that's this it, is kind of happening, happening this way. I love and, it. Uh,
2: How do people find you?
3: So if, um, if you go, you go to my website, marathon, numerical number two sobriety. Yeah. We're going to put this um, in I, the I, resource you know, room, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, I got, you can find me there, um, on my Instagram account, marathon to sobriety, you know, for your viewers today, if you go to my website, marathon to sobriety.ca, um, you can sign up for, for my newsletter and you'll get a free guide. I put together a guide recently. Took me a lot of time, actually. Um, how to survive, how to be the life of the party sober.
2: Right. I, I saw that. I read that. It's awesome. Yeah. Great, great resource.
3: Yeah. So, you know, I'm having fun. I've never felt more fulfilled in what I'm doing. I mean, I've never made less money than I'm making now.
2: <laughs> there you go.
3: But it's not about the money. How's that, how's that working for you? It, it, that's, it's scary. I have a three-year-old daughter. My wife's talking about having another baby. We live in Toronto; very expensive. Uh, it, it's pretty. It's pretty scary, guys. I'm not you know, gonna lie. Just,
2: but just so you know, I mean, she can talk all she wants, but if you're not cooperating, if you know what I mean, you're not gonna have the baby. <laughs> I'm just. I'm just suggesting. <laughs> That's a whole that- session, mate. I'm Come just on suggesting in. that That's she can talk all she wants. Yeah. All right, man. Thank you so much. This has been like super enlightening. We'll, awesome we'll, connecting, man. We'll put the uh resources uh, you know, your links up in the resource room. Um we wish you the best of luck and i I have a feeling you might have picked up a client today in Glenn. We'll see.
3: Listen, guys, I um I appreciate you you guys having me. Glenn, I don't know how many times I've written you that I wanted to be on your show. So thank th- thanks for finally giving me the nod. I appreciate it. And i oh, appreciate uh, what you guys are doing for you know, for a lot of, you know, for the community, really giving people, um, you know, an outlet to share, an outlet to listen. And, and that's what it's all about. So yes. thanks. Thanks to the both of you.
2: Awesome, man. Sounds Way great. Way to go, Coach Luke. I'm a badass. You're, a, you're a sober stud. <laughs> sober signing, stud. Signing <laughs> <love> off. <laughs> Goodbye. All right. See you, Luke.
3: Thanks, guys.
0: Thanks for joining us for today's Coffee Chat. To contact the show, email us at podcast at coffee. If you need immediate help, The AA hotline is 800-839-1686. The National Suicide Prevention hotline is 800-273-8255. Remember, Mike and Glenn are sharing their own journey on the path to recovery. Any suggestions, medical or otherwise, are their own experiences and should not be viewed as professional advice. See you next week, and remember, there is a solution.